I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. to you via Zoom from my little office in uh, North Salt Lake, Utah. Hi, everybody. This is Neil Anderson. Welcome to our show. This is Return to Real. Um, Got a special guest for you today. As always, I like to bring folks in that know their stuff around fitness, know their stuff around health and fitness, no less. And this guy, this guy knows his way around health and fitness. And by the way, if you have a wrestler in the room, um, Listen up, because this guy's going to teach you how to be a champion. Um, this is Terrell Bearclough. Is that right? Bearclough is the right? Because you don't spell it that way, but I think you say it, Bearclough. I say it. That's perfect. Right. Welcome to the show, Terrell. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, just talking about a few things, just so folks know who we're talking with, not that the people in the wrestling world wouldn't know you. Four-time state champion in Utah, up there at Layton. Yep. Wow. Congratulations. Um, We're also an academic, academic, all state, all American, um, the winner of the Dave Schultz award wrestler of the year numerous times. Your senior season is just right. You went 39 and two. Yeah. Yep. Dude. Yeah. It sounds like you wrestled pretty tough, but you didn't win those. You didn't lose those last two. Did you? Yeah. They, uh, just met some pretty tough guys, so it was yeah. good. What weight did you wrestle? You know, I wrestled one thirty-eight my senior year, um, and then I got kind of got out to college, and I was kind of later on the growth curve, and I grew four inches, and now I'm one forty-nine weight class, one fifty-seven, and four or five inches taller than I was. So, <laughs> well, let's talk about that because you wrestle, you wrestle at Penn state. Listen, if you're going to get into a program and you're a wrestler, you want to wrestle for Penn state and you do it. Yeah, How's, I, uh, what's it like wrestling for old Kale Sanderson? He's an awesome guy. Just has great ideals. And, you know, he's always looking at the positive things and sharing like great examples and stories and just always like motivating us like become better every single day and i think that's like what makes our room special is because everybody's like trying to beat each other at everything but at the same time it's like you're trying to help like help the whole team come together and be better as like a whole team and i think that's what makes like that coaching staff and program like so awesome and second to none i mean eight ncaa d1 titles I mean, the guy's only been doing it, what, 10 years? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And the thing that's so cool about him, I, I'd love to speak with him. If you could hook me up with that, that'd be cool too. But um, the thing about him is most great wrestlers, and let's talk about great wrestling here. The way I understand it, that guy went 159 and 0 in yeah. college. Like zero losses, not not a single loss. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a pretty tough weight class too. Like that, those those big guys, they wrestle tough. Probably not as tough uh, after him as they were, but, but like not not as tough before him as they were after him because he kind of changed that whole class. I changed it. Yeah. Um, so enough about him. Let's let's get into what it takes to be a state champ. And I want you to know something like my son, I got a, I got a 14 just turned 15 year old boy. He lives, eats, breathes and sleeps wrestling. It's all he thinks of. It's all he talks about. All he, he just sits and watches videos online. He, he practices, he drills, he calls his buddies. He's always throwing people. He broke my shoulder earlier this year. I'm still struggling with that. Stuck me on my head last year, almost broke my neck. Um, yeah. But these these guys are inspired. I was telling him about your story, and he's like, oh, you got him on? Here's what I want to know. So he just went down the list, and I had all these things that he wanted to know. How'd you do your first year up there at Penn State? You know, I'll be honest. It was probably during those couple of months, six, uh, six months. Um, I didn't score a single point for probably – four or five months. I might, I maybe got lucky, but I never like initiated and got a point. Um, yeah. So it was a little rough going in the room, you know, you kind of go in there thinking you're really, really good. And, um, it kind of just gives you a humbling experience every single day, a couple months. So <laughs> isn't that the cool thing about wrestling? Like yeah. one day you're on top of it and the next day you're on your head. It's crazy. It's awesome. It but, is it, it motivates you. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to like catch up to these guys. Yeah. Go back. Tell me how you got into it. Uh, let's see. The guy kind of like got into the wrestling room, how it went. Like into wrestling, like go all the way back. When okay. you were a kid, like how, what age did you start? What, uh, who took you to it? Tell me about your first matches. Tell me, tell me a little about it. Uh, so uh, my dad, he wrestled for Vimont High School. He was he was always like a smaller weight class guy. He always wrestled, and um, you know that's pro- my dad got me into it for sure. So as soon as I could start walking, my dad kind of threw me in there with the older kids who could like stand up at least. And so he he used to say that they just kind of pushed me around and I'd fall on my butt or something. And so that's kind of how I started. And you know I. Uh, you know, I always was wrestling through my elementary years and junior high. And, you know, I never really loved wrestling that much. I, I liked playing soccer and football and baseball. It was like super, super fun. I think it was just because a little bit easier than wrestling for sure. And, right. uh, you know, it, you know, and you had kind of had your buddies to kind of rely on and hang out, but kind of when you get in the room, it's like you're focusing for an hour and a half and, can't stay off of him, you know? And so, um, that's kind of how I got into it is just because with my dad and he's, you know, I always told him, I was like, dad, I, I don't want to wrestle anymore. He's like, well, you're wrestling through high school. And I was like, all right. (laughs) And then, I my ninth grade year, I met a guy, he, 
um, wrestled for Purdue and kind of just like changed, you know, I always had great coaches and grateful for them, but just like showed me a whole nother perspective on like how to view wrestling and not just like going in the room and trying to like, you know, just going to wrestle and it's like, Oh, I got wrestling practice, but like changing your mindset of thinking, Oh my gosh, I get to go to wrestling today. There's a, there's a billion other people out there that, that don't get the same opportunity that I do. And, uh, and then the next year, um, I met Kyler Sanderson out of the four Sanderson brothers. He, uh, came back to Utah and I started training for his club. And from there, just, man, it took, it took a lot. It took a solid three years before I, you know, I was making improvements every year, but Holy smokes. It was, it was crazy to see from where I was and where I ended up by the end of my senior year. You know, I wasn't even placing at, you know, I might've won state my freshman year, but like I would go to the national tournament and get smoked, you know, freshman year. And then, you know, my senior year, you know, I almost won it with three seconds left and I tried to score one more point and I got reversed and, you know, it was fun. I was just trying to score points, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like my uh, experience that I've had now, how I kind of like got to it. I didn't really start enjoying myself getting in the room till about like my sophomore freshman year in high school. So were you any good in junior high? Um, yeah, I was, I was, I think I was decent. Uh, was never like crazy good. I mean, I won like, the local tournaments and stayed a couple of times, but whenever, whenever I'd go out of state and the kids knew what they were doing, they would just, <laughs> it's nothing. So they start pretty young. You know, I've noticed that there's, there's a real difference. My boy wrestled junior high. He wasn't able to finish this year. He was doing great. He was killing it. And then um, COVID happened and they canceled the, the wrestling season, you know, right before, in, in fact, it was the weekend of what do they call that? It's, it's like regionals or something like the, yeah. and then the next time, then the next time they go into um, district or something. Anyway, he was pretty excited to get into it. And I noticed, I noticed something early on with wrestling. There are kids in there that are natural that can, they just seem to be natural athletes and they'll get out on the mat and they'll pretty much tear most people up. The ones that are just, they know their body, they understand athleticism. And then there are kids in there that have been wrestling forever. And then these athletic kids will hit one of these wrestling kids and just get torn up. Yeah. And then you you get the kids that are wrestlers and athletes and they'll meet the wrestling kids and they'll tear them up. Like there's a hierarchy. There's, there's this group of kids and then everybody their first year is just awkward and silly feeling. And I don't know why anybody would ever make it out of their first match. I don't because everybody gets in there on their first match. My boy won his first one and came off going, I'm never doing that again. That was terrible because I was so nervous. I couldn't believe everybody in the whole, it was the first time in his whole life. He ever had everybody in the room looking at him. Right. Yeah. And then he had to go out there dressed in what he thought looked kind of funny. And then he had to go out there and go mono a mono with another guy who was there to tear him up. And somehow he let yeah. got it. He, he won it. But uh, I don't know how any kid in the history of earth ever gets through that first match. I don't. It's definitely. Yeah. Kind of builds up, builds up the nerves for sure. Yeah. Wrestling. What a sport. It's just you. It's yep. Just, just you. you. Yeah. Can't blame you. Yeah. 
it's one thing they can go in there and say they won for their team, but that's not what I ask. I'm like, how'd you do? Like, yeah. how'd you do? <laughs> what a sport. How do you, how do you, how do you get ready for something like that? Like, how do you, like, what are the, what are some of the steps along the way that you remember if you do like, I was, I was pretty good this day. And this was a chance when I turned the corner and I became better. Yeah. What are some of those um, secrets? You know, I think one of the ways for you to kind of start making progress throughout the sport, especially because it's just like, you know, your body hurts and your mind hurt, you know, you're just mentally tired. I mean, it requires everything, you know, for six, seven minutes. I mean, in a match, but even at practice, it's hard to, you know, get in that right mindset. So I think the biggest thing, you know, that I've been taught even now, like every single day I'm reminded we sit down on the bench and coach Kale gives us like a pep talk and or motivational story. I love those, but, um, yeah, just being like grateful, being like, Oh my gosh, thank you for you know, whoever, whoever you believe in, or you just say, thank you for having a great body or healthy body. And, you know, if you focus on the right things and you focus on like, um, being grateful or like scoring as many points as you can instead of, Oh man, he took me down or I lost or who knows what, just like think about, Hey, Oh, this guy took me down once. I'm going to go take him down six more times, you know, just kind of like the thought of you just keep on scoring and having fun and being grateful. And once you like hit that point, I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Like you're getting beat up and it's hard to be grateful for what you have. You're like, man, I'm just getting the crap kicked out. You know, I've been through that. And, um, I think just being able to kind of change your mindset from, Oh, poor me to, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go get this guy. You know, he's like, you know, I'm going to go through this guy and make sure he never wants to wrestle me again. That's, that's the point where you want to get. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's where a lot of kids can make progress at that point too. So start thinking about, Oh man, he took me down or this guy's got pink headgear or I don't know. It's, Oh, this guy looks tough. He's got muscle. Yeah. None of that matters. It just, you just, you're going out there to score as many points as you can and make sure like that guy never wants to wrestle you again. You know, yeah. My boy does this. You go out to, um, he's, he's quick and he does some things that are, I think pretty amazing, but he learns moves real fast. And then what will happen is he'll get a new move and then he'll get a new move and then he'll get a new move. And I'm not sure that he perfects his other moves first. What's the key is the key to keep learning moves. Like all these really complicated kind of complex moves is, is it to drill over and over? What, What are your thoughts on that? You know, um, I actually read a book and it said that you had to practice something 10,000 times before you had it perfect. 10,000 times. That is, I mean, if you can imagine whatever your technique or whatever your art is, imagine doing that like 10,000 times. I mean, that's a lot of time. Yeah. That's a lot of time. And you know, to have like a whole bunch of moves try and practice them 10,000 times. That's not, you know, that's, that's not ideal. Right. Not even feasible. Right. I mean, it's good to like, you know, you get stuck in positions and you, you can like kind of figure and fill out, you know, it's good to have like a good fill and figure out how to get out of things and how to attack. But you should have like one or two 
three solid moves that you're, you know, you're faking, you're snapping, you're shooting, you're faking, you're snapping, you're shooting. You know, that's hard to beat when, you know, or even just one move. If you can hit one move perfect every time, um, it just, it's better to have kind of a whole bunch, a smaller group of things that you've been able to perfect other than like a whole bunch of things that you do sloppy. When you go out on the mat, what do you look for? What's your takedown? What's your go-to? What's the one that that you want to hit? You know, um, I kind of, you know, like I said, I kind of have a small group of things that I like to get to. And um, before my matches, I, I'm always thinking about them. Um, like, if this guy steps this leg forward, I want to shoot to this leg. If this guy steps his other leg forward, or if he sticks his head down, I'm going to bounce his head off, the, snap his head down and bounce his head off the mat and go around. So, you know, you just kind of got to think about, oh, this guy does this, you're going to do this. This guy does this, you're going to do this. Or if you do this, I'm going to shoot and score points. Just kind of always thinking about, oh, being one one step ahead of that other guy that you're wrestling. So. Do you like to wrestle defensively, like, uh, um, or are you always moving forward? What, what's your style, yeah, and, um, and what do you suggest to be a style? You know, I think it's always important to always be offensive-minded because when you're always thinking about scoring points and having fun, um, just like trying to take the guy down, take the guy down, take the guy down, you know, that mindset is like, doesn't make you tired. You know what I'm saying? Um, like for example, you're like lifting a whole bunch of weight, a whole bunch of times. And you're like, Oh man, this, this is, you know, this is not good. You know, this sucks. It's kind of like makes your mind tired. It kind of changes your brain when you're on the defensive and you're backing up and you're getting pushed off. You know, it's like, this guy's attacking me. It's, it's making the guy tired mentally. You know what I'm saying? Like the mental game is also a very big, important part because you can go out there and be super, super tough guy. But if the guy's always attacking you for six, seven minutes, that that's hard to beat. Like you see some of the best guys in the country, like Jason, for uh, some guys that graduated from Penn state, like uh, Jason Knoll for Zane Rutherford, Bo nickel. I mean, all those guys, even in the past, they are like always on the attack always. And guys just break and just lay there because they're so tired. Is that right? I, yeah, you know, I have always said that me- that wrestling's a metaphor for life, right? Yeah. And I've, I've always I've always thought that that wrestling was a metaphor. I wrestled little in high school, just enough to know how bad I sucked. But um, I've always thought that's the same thing, right? Attack, attack, attack! If you see something you want, go for it, and then find out early on what you want, and then do that over and over and over. Quit trying to diversify yourself. Just keep going. Just keep going. I've always yeah. loved it. You know, it, and like you said, I mean, you, you win and lose, you, you, you breathe and die by the mat, you know, the yeah. mat won't lie. That's yeah, all on, all on you by as soon as time's up, you know, if you lost, you lost and then you got to change and fix and get better and go out there the next time. So, so you're flying along. You ever get bull? You're so a kids attacking you. He's coming at you and he's coming at you and he's coming at you. How do you adjust your mindset to, to um, not get worn down by that guy. So there's a guy that just won't stop. He's wearing you out mentally. What do you do to flip that? That happened a lot to me out at, when I first got at school at Penn State. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I mean, it's hard to say, but you just kind of got to get tough. 
um, you got to be able, you want to want to like hit them back or get in there and score your own points. And I think that's really the, you just got to get tough. I mean, if you're getting pushed off and the guy's always attacking you and you're always staying defensive, that's like, you know, that's not, that's not fun to watch or that's not fun when you're not doing anything right. Like you're just getting pushed off and getting scored on. It's yeah, it's not fun. So yeah, you want to make sure that you're always getting back in there. And even though he's trying to shoot and shoot and shoot on you, like think about, Oh, he's shooting on me. I'm going to reattack him to this side. or I'm going to reattack him. So, you know, it's, it's like a constant going back and forth, back and forth um, kind of thing. So always make sure that your mind doesn't, you know, doesn't leave and say, Oh, I'm going to just let this guy take me down. Cause I'm tired. Right. Cause they do that. Yeah. It happens all the time and you see it all yeah. the time. I watched the, the, the one that my boy lost last year. He did that same thing. He got out there. He was taught about a million different moves. He went out there, kind of froze up. The kid got him up by a few points. I think he just rolled over. I think he was like, yeah, yeah I don't know what to do. Or you get behind on points and you're like, oh, I already lost this match. No, you, you got, you know, if you think of, I mean, it doesn't realize, you don't realize it, but six minutes, seven minutes, it's a long time when you're, when you're out there. It's a long time and all that energy and out there but um yeah i mean you have you have six minutes seven minutes to change you know you have seven minutes to decide i'm gonna win you know i'm gonna score more points than this guy so yeah gotta make sure your mind's always in there answer this question in the order or these questions in the order that they're the most important to you a um how do you stay humble after you've won four state championships? Because I would imagine there would be a point when you become somewhat, I wouldn't know, but you become somewhat full of yourself and that, that shows weakness. And then B you went 18 and three last year, a redshirt season, great season, but there were three losses. How do you snap back from the loss? Both mental games. Okay. So starting with your last question, I think, and I don't like to lose at all. I hate it. But um, I think that's, I think it's a good thing to, I mean, when you lose, you're always able to go back and reflect on what you could have done better. Like the guys that I lost to um, were starters for different schools this year. They were upperclassmen, like juniors. Um, I think it's always good to wrestle those guys that have been around, you know, have been around the curve for a while and know what they're doing so that you can adjust yourself. And, you know, you're down here, but you're, you're catching up to them next time you see them. So I think that's, it's good to, you know, recover and learn from what you did from when you lost. Cause it's really easy to remember the ones you lose. I, in my opinion, Okay. Uh, going back to your first question, you talked uh, talked about um humility um luckily for me uh i went to new student orientation so as soon as i graduated i left for school so i didn't i didn't get any senior trip or anything like that so that was my my parents dropped me off <laughs> and uh <laughs> that was about it but um just walking in that room coming from a high school room to that room where you know guys are from on, on the wool team and you know, I got to wrestle with some Olympic champs, just always remembering. And there's someone always out there that's trying to catch up to you or that's better than you. Like it's yeah. just like, and you go and wrestle those guys 
and you just get the crap beat out. And you're like, holy smokes, I have got a lot to do, you know, in my time here. But what um, about when you're on top of the world, right? You're you're on your fourth state championship, right? You're not quite with the way through it. You've won three state championships. You're going into your fourth state championship, and then you're going to wrestle somebody from Podunk, Utah. And you're, do you ever just look past the guy? How do you focus in that moment? Because the second you look past, I'm imagining that guy's going to steamroll you if he can. He's hoping yeah. you will. It happens sometimes, but, you know, my, uh, my coaches have always been able to, like, uh, have, like, uh, like I said earlier, I, though I don't think about, like, the way the guy looks, if he's, like, muscly or whatever, you know, or, if, you know, I'm a, even a three-time state champ. It doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter. That, that was in the past. You know, that was, that was a fun experience. You know, it, it's a whole – it's anybody's ball game today, right? It's not – it's not – no, from the three state championships in the past. So I think you need to be able to like focus on the present and think about like, Hey, I'm, you know, what I think about before my matches is I'm like, I want to go score five takedowns on this guy. And then, you know, that that's my goal. I'm going to, I'm going to break this guy. I'm going to score five takedowns. I'm going to turn him. I don't know. I'm going to make him cry. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make him cry. I'm going to break his nose. I'm going to make yeah. him cry. You know, just uh, even though it might have been like three state titles, it didn't matter that year. You know, um, it's a new year. It's it's a new everyone. You know, there might be somebody coming for you, and so you just always got to be on your toes and get ready to go. So, okay, I want to go into diet tips. I want to go into um, weight tips. I want to go into fitness um, training, etc. But I got to take a break in the middle. Is that okay? Will you come back and talk to me about those? Yeah, sounds good. All right, folks, you're listening to Terrell Bear Club right here on, on uh, yeah, I guess we're Return to Real on KSL. <laughs> Be right back. Welcome back to Return to Real. I've got Terrell Bear Club here, um, four-time state champion, wrestles for the Nittany Lions. Dude, you just don't get on that team. You don't get on Penn State. You got to be worth some salt or you got to be pretty salty to get on that team. So it's an honor to talk to him. We're asking him um, in the last, last segment, we're asking him what's it take to be a champion. And I was really impressed, dude, you're stellar. You're stellar. And I'm going to go out and conquer the world right after I'm done talking to you. But before we do that, I want to talk about nuts and bolts, like your training regimen. One of the things that people have, have asked me to do is go meet the fittest people in the world and talk to them and ask them how they do it. So tell me your, your training regimen, like if uh, in preseason, during season, how, how does it work for you? How do you, how do you get yourself in shape for this? Cause as if people don't know, wrestling might be the hardest sport in terms yeah, of pretty, physicality. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, for like training, reg- uh, like training schedules and stuff um, during the summer or when it's not, kind of off season. I, it's always important to like take time off and let your body heal and grow. And you know, it's a rough season. It's long. So during the summer, it's always important to take off two, three weeks and just stay away from the room. Let your mind recover. Um, I'm kind of doing that right now. I'm at home. Oh, uh, good. So, uh, that's always important to make sure that your mind's recovered and your body's ready to go and that you're healthy and, you know, fix whatever that you need to fix. Right. In your yeah. life like in your body or anything like that. Um, so training in the in season. So some of that stuff's a secret just because, uh, you know, but is it really, 
Good. Yeah. Like I, I love that. Give me an idea. Like do you, um, and I don't know want to know your specific secrets. Okay. But, um, is there a lot of cardio? Do you guys do a lot of base cardio stuff? You know, during preseason, but we kind of like, we do a whole bunch of that and stuff. Um, but we, during season, we focus on wrestling. You know, you can, you can go run a marathon and say that you're in shape, but that does not mean that you're in wrestling shape. You know, you can't, it's, it's different, you know, I mean, respect to marathon runners. That's a, that's a really far way to run, but right. and the ones that are really good at it, wrestlers can't keep up with them either. It's a different kind of fitness for sure. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But you know, for seven minutes, six minutes where you use an average muscle in your body and trying to push and pull and score and, you know, even your mind at the same time, instead of like this motion, like when you're running, it's, you know, it's everything. It's your back, it's your shoulders, it's your chest, it's your legs, it's your feet, you know, it's everything. So it's really important, like for when you're in season that you focus on wrestling, you know, you're not focused. I mean, it's good to put in the extra work, right? You wake up in the morning early and you go for a run, you know, that, that just makes you better. That gets you in better shape. That gets your legs in shape. But when it's in season and you're at practice, yeah, you're wrestling, you're wrestling, you're wrestling, you're wrestling, you're hitting in wrestling shape, you know, being able to last, you know, instead of 14 minutes instead of seven minutes. Nice. So you guys wrestle like that. Is there a lot of weightlifting in the preseason? Oh yeah. Like I said, uh, yeah, a lot of weightlifting. You just get, you kind of get a little bit bigger. And then when you kind of get towards the season, you kind of slim down because you're working out a little bit more and in the wrestling room. So, um, and you know, that weight training kind of goes throughout the whole year also. Does it? Yeah. Uh-huh. When you guys weight train in, you know, you don't have to give any secrets up here, but you know, are you guys more concerned on higher reps, lower weight, medium reps, medium weight, low reps, high weight? Yeah. So in the off season, it's a lot of that, uh, high weight, low reps, getting big, getting strong. And then during, when you're in season, it's a lot of that, you know, multiple reps, you know, lower weight, but trying to get as high as you can, uh, with a max amount of reps, right? Yeah, like, gassers, <laughs> something that'll, yeah. that'll tax the muscle and tax the, the breathing system. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that makes sense. What about eating when you, um, when you're preparing for this season, like, how do you do, do, do you see anything you want or are um, you, are you, so, uh, you know, everybody's got to live a little, right. I kind of learned that I was always like uptight about what I ate you know, during the summer, like, go for it. Go eat, go eat burger, go eat a steak. I don't know. Go eat something unhealthy. <laughs> that doesn't make you, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, when it's like, uh, when it, when it's in season, I, yeah, I come, I, I cut it all out. And, uh, you know, I focus on, um, coach Cody, our assistant coach up at, uh, Penn state, um, Cody Sanderson, one of the brothers, he uh, kind of has like an eating program for us and he's kind of narrowed it down to a science and it's super interesting. And uh, man, you just feel good. You feel good all the time. Give me an example of what breakfast might look like. Um, you know, breakfast, you know, eat a lot of, a lot of spinach, like really um, lots of spinach, um, drink a lot of water always. Right. If your body is dehydrated, oh man, so like, that's like the worst feeling in the world. You just, I mean, everybody's got, I think has gone through that. Your brain just is tired and your body is like super dry and your face is dry. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. So a lot of like, um, spinach and then you got to get like your carbs in the morning. 
right? You got to be able to fuel throughout your day. You can't just, can't just eat anything. Cause then your body just like holds on to everything that it's got. So yeah, that's kind of what we do is lots of water and lots of spinach and, uh, lots of spinach and chicken. So yeah. Um, things like, <laughs> like protein bars and, um, vitamins and minerals are, are you on a lot of supplements? Yeah. You know what? Um, I mean, we like drink electrolytes and that's about, we aren't on like any sup- supplements or, yeah, well, I don't think, and yeah, we're not cheaters. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, cause in the NCAA, that's a real thing, right? You can't just have anything you want. Like there, there are some things that are banned. Oh, absolutely. Even like when people get hurt and stuff, certain medicines can't be taken because, you know, they enhance like, you know, muscle growth or, yeah. you know, Makes a difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, listen, if you had to give advice to a, let's say, a ninth grader going into 10th grade who's muscled up now in his best shape of his life, um, and he was going into his wrestling season, it's summer right now, so he's got a ways off. What would you tell him to focus on this summer? You know, this summer, I would just focus on having fun and getting ready getting ready to like get back in the room and be excited to get back in the room. Cause that's the best feeling in the world after you've been away and you're like thinking about wrestling all summer and how much you miss it. And then you get back and it's just that much better. So for you guys uh, that are kind of on break right now, you know, you're boating or you're hiking and eating a lot of, eating a lot of food and uh, just like get your mind ready to go, get excited to get back in the wrestling room. Cause that would, that's better. Okay, so. if if somebody wants to find you, Trail, and uh, um, or your coaches, people that you endorse here in the valley to get in shape and do some wrestling, um, who, who do you endorse? Who, where can they find you? You know, I'm uh, I'm always like wrestling at Sanderson Wrestling Academy, always down there with Coach Kyler, the youngest brother, always with the Sandersons. <laughs> um, okay, you know, I'm always yeah, I'm just always around and kind of late in area always wrestling or lifting out late in high school and cool kind of where i hang out so (laughs) what a what a pleasure to talk to you today what a pleasure to kind of pick your mind it's fun to pick the mind of a champion and um i I know folks will love this thanks for hanging out with us today i appreciate you terrell for having me on folks you've been listening to terrell bearclaw right here on return to real I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.